Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Always Never Right podcast, a podcast with adult ingredients just for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and are wondering how the fuck that happened. Thanks for joining us on the Podfix Network. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Dina Biggs. So this evening, we're going to be talking about something we are both sort of geeked about. Yes. <laughs> the sci-fi universe. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Or universes. Or universe Universi? 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 Eh, let's focus on drinking, because it's yummy. And we're having... So, you know, the Whovians, which is different than the Who's down in Whoville. Damn straight. All the Whovians know how indispensable the sonic screwdriver is. And so tonight we're tasting it. The name of this drink is the sonic screwdriver. So, like the 10th Doctor, we're using this sonic screwdriver to sedate and or distract animals, a.k.a. ourselves. This drink is lovely vodka with blue curacao, lemon, simple syrup, orange-flavored seltzer. For me, I couldn't get plain orange, so I used like an orange vanilla. And I actually think it's really, really nice, especially because I chose Absolute Elix as my vodka because I thought that cocoa-y finish would be nice with the orange flavor, despite the fact that it's blue. I mean, I guess if you're doing Doctor Who stuff, it has to be blue. But I was totally right, by the way, because the cocoa and the vanilla and the orange together are like, what? This is awesome. And of course, I was totally right because, duh, that's why I'm always. <laughs> Damn straight. And even How's though yours? I'm... Well, even though I'm never, I want to point out two things. Number one, or actually three things. Number one, I used my all-time favorite Crystal Head vodka because it's so pure and clear and beauteous. Crystal Head, thank you, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, you beloved motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I Number two, the uh, the carbonated water I use is an orange mango, so it's almost got like a tropical thing, kind of like when the 10th Doctor was getting ready to stop being the Doctor and showed up in that one episode on kind of the desolate planet where he walked out with the hat and the like tiki drink and all that stuff. So that's my vibe. Because, okay. oh, who's the Whovian among the two of us? Just want to ask. Anyway. It would be Uvian. If, thank you very much. And number three, I want to thank my dear, wonderful, nearly 21-year-old daughter, Nina, for buying mm -hmm. me the book in which this cocktail appeared Indeed. called called The Geeky Bartender, which is fucking brilliant. And we're going to do a purple nurple sometime, too. Okay. You can't based, even say it, but okay. Uh, yeah, The purple nurple based on the awesome show Supernatural. Um, so I'm I haven't watched that. Oh, motherfucker. Why are we friends? Oh, no, wait, because you're always. Because <laughs> I'm always dumb. Because you're, you're the one I ask for all my personal decisions and you pick on my husband. That's why. Anyway. I did want to talk for just a brief moment because I think a lot of people get confused between sci-fi and fantasy. Mm. Yes. And there's sort of two, like they, they definitely have a lot of crossover. Like sci-fi and fantasy are very linked. But I think there's two things that kind of um, knock the fantasy out of sci-fi. And that is partly plausibility, where like science fiction usually takes elements of the modern world and tries to predict how they could possibly develop or what might happen later or what could have happened if things worked a different way, you know, alternate universes, that kind of thing. And then the second one is setting. Usually science fiction stories take place in the future or like some super technical version of the future or um, some sort of dystopian past that crisscrosses in the, in the world. So, or, or a police call box, but that would, that, that includes the past. I don't care. I, it also includes the future and yeah. wibbly wobbly so timey wimey. Okay. That's what I just said. Okay. Don't care. Moving it. Anyway, go ahead. I don't okay. quit interrupting. And the only the only kind of thing that veers into f like actual fantasy that is also sci-fi is sort of superhero stuff. Oh, I guess you know that. if you think about them being like aliens or some superhuman type of thing, that kind of most of the time they live in the real world and and they're 
sort of thing. So I just kind of wanted to put that out there as sort of like the rules for tonight's game. So that's why I will not cite anything from Vikings, which arguably had an appearance from Odin in it, because that's getting into fantasy. Yeah. Whereas we yeah. could cite the Marvel Universe because or DC. Thor is an alien. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yep. So I, yep. I, I can follow that logic. Okay. It is very logical. All right. So that is our kind of rules of engagement for this discussion where we're talking about sci-fi and I'm going to let you lead off with the question answering this question if you have to choose one and only one sci-fi forever what's it going to be okay I have given some deep thought to this um Yeah, I always, no matter how much I tried to turn it over and come to a different answer. And it's not that I didn't have an answer right away. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, am I sure? And I keep looking for different answers. I never came to a different answer. And here is my response to that. Mm, Doctor Who. Really? Yes, because um, while in a supposed like um, into a um, fuck, marry, kill type thing. Okay. Doctor Who would be my fuck. (laughs) And and not just because of John Pertwee, Peter Davidson, and David Tennant, and Christopher Eccleston, but because what a wild fucking ride. You're all over time and space. So literally the possibilities are infinite. And um, it seems like you keep coming across the same villains over and over again. So you kind of learn over time how to deal with them and defeat them. Like, oh, gosh, Daleks are chasing me. I think I'll run up some stairs unless you're getting to the Sylvester McCoy years, who is the seventh doctor, um, in which case they got little rocket packs that could push them upstairs. But it was still really fucking ass slow. So still, I would totally go with Doctor Who because I know I can shoot a Cybermon with a golden bullet. I can just um, send uh, Centauran to Scotland and they'll get into a shit ton of bar fights. I can run upstairs to avoid a Dalek. Um, I can just, uh, there are ways I can deal. I just hold my eyes open all clockwork orange like to deal with the the, um, angels. So, yeah, I'm good. I admit, I tried Doctor Who a couple of different times and perhaps it was because of my age and the age of what I was watching. It was, they were older episodes when I first started them and they were really like super cheesy and I just couldn't, I just couldn't, you know? Okay. So for anyone, well, I, um, I started Dr. Who, I think I've mentioned before, I grew up on a farm where like one TV station showed up with, absolute clarity all the damn time and it was pbs so i grew up on doctor who but i will say um you're not wrong because there's an entire i can't remember the name of it it's a british show but they did a riff um the christmas episode where david Tennant first appeared as the 10th doctor they did a whole christmas episode look for it on youtube it's out there where they show david Tennant interacting with all the past doctors so, like, there's the Christopher, Christopher Eccleston doctor going, I was edgy, me doctor, go! And I can't do an accent. Um, <laughs> and then there was uh, someone chasing the Peter Troughton doctor, I think it was, with tinfoil. And they're like, that's not fair. All of his monsters were made of tinfoil. Well, it was intriguing and accessible when I was five and six and seven through whenever. And, um, see, I just remember being, like, what I recognized now as being very poor production quality and having a hard time watching it and understanding what was going on because I couldn't really see what was happening because everything was kind of blurry and it was sort of like streaky and weird and the acting was bad. And I just thought, I don't, I don't think I like this. This isn't funny to me. And I don't think that it's scary and I don't know what it's supposed to be. And I think that was my hang Uh And I'm not saying that I don't understand why other people like it because Mm. it sounds now like it's a big difference. Oh, yeah. It it was in the early years in particular, it was meant to be a young kids hiding behind the couch type of thing. 
where it was just scary enough to scare them, but not scary enough to turn them off. And by the way, that skit came out 11 years ago, Christmas Day, Doctor Who style. Okay, that's too much. Dead Ringers, BBC that's, comedy groups. That's, that's too much information. Uh, well, I'm going with it. So, um, <laughs> but, um, oh, and I, because you're talking to someone who can name all the canonical and non-canonical doctors, um, the canonical in order even. So, so for those of you who are listening and haven't figured it out, she's far dorkier than I am. Oh, damn straight. Because starting in 1963, I'm going to do it. No, no. William no. Hartnell, Peter Trump, no, John Pertwee, no, Tom Baker, no, Tom Baker. Everyone in America knows the Tom Baker doctor. He was the one with the hair and the scarf. Peter Davidson. Tom Baker. Sylvester McCoy. Peter McGann is Cat. Excuse me. Anna. Even though it's a 1995 Fox movie. Followed by Christopher Eccleston. David Tennant. <laughs> Matt Smith. Peter Capaldi. Jackie Whitaker. And. Peter Cushing in the movies of the 60s, although they are non-canon. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, but yeah, so let me dig myself out of this hole, and what would you pick? <laughs> Here's the thing. That's just going to be too much dork for everybody else. You can't, you just can't do that. Okay, I'll, I'll relent. For our audience. You got to remember our audience. I know. Not that big. Anyway. Think about poor Arlene. I know. I'm sorry, Arlene. I love you so much. Anyway, so what what would your choice be? I'll get out of the Hoovers and turn it over. I, I have a really hard time with this because there are so many that I I love so much. Um but I think I don't want anything where I have to be dirty. Because that's yucky. Oh, I, I already see where this is going. Okay. <laughs> um, I would like to be a superhero. But if I have to just like be me in whatever universe I'm in, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I'm not Star Trek versus Star Wars. I'm, I'm like both bedextrous in that. Like I do Star Trek. I do Star Wars. Although I admit... I really fangirl over the new Star Treks versus the older ones. I liked all the old movies, but the original season of Star Trek, I wasn't like super into. Oh, the Kirk. I thought Kirk was such a misogynist. Even at the time, I was like, why is he such a douche? (laughs) (laughs) I guess, you know, next generation was completely badass and I would probably go there. Because Picard was sexy as hell. Oh, fuck yeah. He, I think, was about our age as um, Patrick Stewart was. No way. Oh, I'm going to look this up because I'm pretty sure he was close to our age when he played Jean-Luc in the first few seasons of Next Generation. So so I have a hard time narrowing it down to one. Like, I just don't think I could choose. Um, But I think... Honestly, if I had to, like, if I was just stuck and they're like, no, you have to pick one, I would pick Star Trek because it has so many iterations. I figured that's uh, where it was going. Oh, and by the way, Patrick Stewart is born in 1940. So, yes, he would have been about our age when he started Next Generation. (sighs) So when you said that, I thought you were going to say he was like totally our age. And I'm like, he's not my age. I'm not that old. (laughs) (laughs) No. So in other words, he's ageless. But no, I I had a feeling Star Trek was where you were going to go. Yeah. It was between that and Star Wars. Because if I get to hang out with Han Solo forever, (laughs) he's my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly... I very much considered Firefly. Oh, even I love Firefly and Serenity. Was, you know, it's the same. 
Yeah. But yeah. It, that was amazing. So you'd be uh, um, you'd be on the uh, Mal side of that whole. Oh, equation. absolutely. So Mal I would be on Mal. Hello. I was about to say Mal or Washburn. Other oh Mal. Yeah, <laughs> he's my other boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I have th- I have three boys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell T, but I have three boyfriends. Oh. It's Mal. Mm-hmm. It's Star-Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris Pratt. And it's Han Solo. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean. But there's yeah. kind of a common theme if you think about how they dress. Yeah. And, you know, I do want to note for the listeners that there is both a Star-Lord and a Han Solo figurine right behind you on your bookshelf. There is indeed. I don't have a Mal figurine, but I do have um, the Serenity keychain just next to me (laughs) but yeah i mean wash was great but you know he's a leaf on the wind see how he soars i actually use that all the time oh i know i okay washburn was my boyfriend so after so when serenity happened (gasps) i was you just sob i was fucking wrecked we're gonna need to put a note on our show notes that there's some spoilers here <laughs> yeah apparently so um just yeah. you yet you know what you're really late to the fucking game at this point yeah. but so honestly when the force awakens came out um and i was we were we went the first night like literally the first night because we actually went before it opened we got in on the first showing so we went on thursday at like seven o'clock I was wrecked. Oh, so bad. I was sobbing. And as we're walking out of the theater and I'm still crying, all the people in line waiting to go to the next show were like, what the actual fuck? And T was just like trying to cover me up and like, don't look at her. She's fine. It's all good. It's <laughs> It's like that episode of Steven. I was like, that happened. And like Chewbacca's all. And I could. Oh, my God. It was heartbreaking. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer Marge walk out of the theater and he's all, I can't believe that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. And everyone in line goes. "Ah!" So, yeah, Yeah. that was you. You were Homer. I wasn't. I didn't say anything to anybody. All I was doing is crying. Uh, you know why I was crying it could have been anything could have been joy I could have been trying tears of joy I want to quickly note why I get confused about just how deep in the dark forest I am by the way um because at the time the place where I was working I worked with a shit ton of engineers so the day it opened at work Uh um I was surrounded by a ton of people in costume (laughs) in my office and you weren't wearing costume? I wasn't. Even though I was going to go see it, even I thought, no, that's where I draw the line. I draw the line there, too. I don't wear costume. I mean, we have friends who wear costume to all the openings. No. Oh, no, you're out of a drink. You need to refill my I am. Let's do a quick timeout. Okay. You don't have to sing. <laughs> Motherfucker, I think she mugged an ice truck. Come on, Taylor. So, I freehanded this one. I didn't measure it or anything. See how I did. <laughs> you could be as fucked up as me. I'm really, really strong. Oh, my God. You're going to have to save part of that for tomorrow. That's okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> It's only 6.45. I can get as fucked up as I want. I don't have to go to sleep till 10. So I just added a little more to my drink. And this second half is a little bit stronger than the first one. And I was mentioning to Gina that my boss is out of town for the next two weeks. And Rexy is the stand-in boss. So Oh, you're fucking golden. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I don't have to worry. 
<laughs> I can show up. I can not show up. Whatever. <laughs> it's hey, like, hey, girl. Hey, I'm going to be late. <laughs> and I can like show up and be like, hey, girl. Hey, I'm only early. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Go you. Well, I want to point out that. I totally knew you were going to pick Star Trek as your, I could totally live in this. Yeah? I'm oh, surprised. Yeah. I thought you would think I would pick Star Wars. Oh, no. I, I knew you would ultimately pick Star Trek because it's um, a beautiful, egalitarian, utopian society. And number one. And number two, you watch, you once came to one of my Halloween parties in a Starfleet uniform. That's true. Of course, I was the only one there in a costume. <laughs> well, you were the only one there. Let's be fair. I threw the Mary Tyler Moore parties in those days. Holy I, shit. E.G., no one showed up. So, oh, I, <laughs> I just looked up when Star Trek, it actually says, I looked up how old was Picard in, T, Picard in TNG, and it says, in TNG... Picard was almost 50 years old and already considered a Starfleet legend. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm 50. <laughs> and I am not any kind of a legend. Okay, you Okay, number one, you are a fucking legend. You're Jillian. Duh. And number two, that's why I didn't say a specific age. You weren't supposed to look at it, you dumb shit. I was protecting you because I'm your friend. I'm older than Picard. Yeah, but you're not bald. Oh, but he's so old. Okay. He's like old like Gru. (laughs) (laughs) He's not. You know that whole part where Gru's talking to the doctor? He's like, why, why, why are you so old? Okay. You're, you're like Will Wheaton's age. And don't fucking Google that, you shit face. Don't. Well, now I have to. But I'm not Will Wheaton's age. Well, you're close to Will Wheaton's age. You're close enough for government work. I'm three years older than him. No, you're not. You're barely two and a half years older. Uh, no. Three years older. July 1972. I'm older than fucking Will Wheaton, so deal. He was a baby. He was, first of all, also gross. Okay. He, okay. he's oh, okay. like, wait, wait, no. I gotta find out how Beverly Crusher was. Okay. Oh, good question. Let's look into that. Because she was hot. Gates McFadden. Oh. Oh, oh she's old. She's in her 70s. She's yeah. 71. So when did that happen? So what year was that? <laughs> it's so, hard when it only gives it in like TNG timeline. I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> I know. Well, she was born in. I just looked at this and already forgot what I looked up. Anyway, the point is, you're <laughs> a Gen Xer like Will Wheaton, bitch. Please. Gates McFadden was hot though. Oh, you know she Gates- did a lot of cool stuff even before she was Gates McFadden. She did like choreography and shit. Did As, she? And her real name is Cheryl McFadden. What? And she was on, like, she worked for the Jim Henson Company, and she <gasps> did all the choreography for Labyrinth. What the f- actual yep. fuck? Like, David Bowie, like, inciting my entire puberty yes. Labyrinth? Yes. Mother she did fucker. all the choreography for that. Oh, damn. You are a goddess. I she was you. Jack's wife, Carolyn, in The Hunt for Red October. What? Oh, yep. maybe I should see that someday. Yeah, I love her. She's amazing. Wow, that's fucking awesome. Okay, so, but you are in the Will Wheaton age group. Mm. So, ish. ish. I'll take okay. it ish. Are you not in my age group? Yes, no. you are. You're like six years younger than me. I'm two and a half years younger than you, bitch. All right, so Rexy's six years. <laughs> Rexy's six years younger than me. Rexy's a baby. Yeah, she's the baby of our group. She is the baby of our group. She's so cute. Of the Drunk Housewives, is she the youngest? She is because um, Jenny and I. She just turned forty-four. Jenny and I are the youngest in the St. Louis group, and we were born the same year. 
Well, we're getting a new drunk housewife here. Next time you're down, you need to meet my friend Maria. Like, we'll all go out and have drinks. And my friend Karen from high school is actually getting ready to move here, probably. And so I think that you and me and Rexy and uh, Maria could all have a great time. I would be so down with that. I'm always up for meeting new people as long as I have time to decompress afterwards. Yeah, yeah, we would. We'd Beautiful. Just like crash. Awesome. We'll just okay. go have like cocktail hour and then like send everybody home. Nice. I like that. Okay. So that was, so is there anything else about the, so I'm, I'm guessing it would be the TNG Star Trek universe. The TNG Star Trek universe, unless I can live in this Chris Pine one, because. Because <laughs> duh. Yeah. And also, did you know that Chris Pine's dad was the um, sergeant in chips? Motherfucker. Really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's, like, been in all kinds of stuff. But he was like, hey, Sarge, that was Chris Pine's dad. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, legit. Steve Trevor is Chris. No, not Steve Trevor. No, Steve Trevor. Oh, Steve Trevor, Chris Pine, Steve Trevor. Yeah, Chris Pine. dad was Sarge and Chips. Wow. That's craziness. Okay. So how do you feel about, how do you feel about Star Wars versus Star Trek? Are you one or the other? Do you favor one over the other? You know, at one point I did. Which did you favor? At one point I was very, very dead on the Star Wars side. Yeah? Um, We're like, no Star Trek. and, And not that I didn't like Star Trek, but Star Wars was a clear winner Absolutely, because of Carrie Fisher. I would agree with that. At, when I was younger, I felt that way because of Carrie Fisher and James Kirk. Because I thought um, William Shatner was a douchebag mm. until he came out in TJ Hooker, and I liked that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That had Heather Thomas on it, didn't it? One no, of the two Heather Heathers. Locklear was on that one. Was it Heather Locklear? I mixed up Heather Locklear and Heather Thomas yeah. in the 80s. Um, not in sure, the nineties. Okay. Oh yeah, it was Heather Locklear. Okay, I goof up. So, um, but yeah, I Star Trek. The main <laughs> surprising to none. My favorite two characters in the original Star Trek, and my apologies to George Takei in my later years. But my two favorite in the original Star Trek were Spock and Uhura. Um, I liked. In the original, I liked McCoy mm. and Ahura, but just because she was a girl. Oh. I just liked I, having a girl. Oh, yeah. It was it was so important to have a girl role model. It's one yeah. of the reasons why the uh, one of the reasons Star Wars wins is the only reason I finally gave up my Wonder Woman costume mom made me based on the Linda Carter Wonder Woman. Because Linda Carter was badass. Fuck and yeah. Beautiful. Fuck yeah. She's still gorgeous. The only reason I quit wearing it on a daily basis was because of Princess Leia. So I could wear a Princess Leia costume on a daily basis. One of the things I really love about you and I mm-hmm. and part of our history is that right after we adopted Millie, um, Stick lost his job. And we couldn't buy Millie a Halloween costume for her first Halloween. And I couldn't even find anything to make her. And you found a Princess Leia Halloween costume. (laughs) You purchased it and sent it to her. And she actually, because her head was so tiny, she got to wear it for two years. Um, (laughs) So Millie was Princess Leia for her first two years. And then after that, when she was old enough to choose, she decided to be Luke Skywalker. So she was Luke Skywalker for the next year. And the year after that, she was Yoda. <laughs> and that's why she's a fucking baller. Yeah. So, But the I... first couple of years, she was Princess Leia. And it was because of you that she was able to do that. And I felt so amazing. And I thought that was so incredibly kind. It actually moved me to tears. And I'm getting a little choked up right now because you were so sweet to do that, to make sure she had that. And like, she was like, you know, nine months old, but I have this really cool picture of me and her standing out on the sidewalk 
And I'm holding her hand. And I'm kind of crouched down next to her. And she's got her Princess Leia costume on. And she's, like, so happy. Did I ever fully fully explain to you why it was important to me that she have a Princess Leia costume? Nope. Okay. 1977, October. I was... Picture it. Picture it. 1977. Sicily. So, I was barely five years old, and there was a small town, not as small as my smaller town I grew up in, that always had this (laughs) great big, huge Halloween parade every year. And the whole family, we would all go there and stand on their main street and watch the Halloween parade. And mom made me the best Princess Leia costume ever. Uh-huh. She, I had a, um, one of those pre-made buns that mom, that mom owned that she, cause it was 1977 that she put on one side of my head and she borrowed one from her mom that she put on the other oh, side yeah. of my head. Those were cool. They were called falls. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Just so you know, that's what they were called. Everybody, I, they were called falls. I did not know that. Thank you. Um, and mom took an old bed sheet and cut it up and made me the long white dress. And she bought a belt and spray painted it silver because it was cheaper. Or she took an old belt and spray painted it silver because it was cheaper than, uh-huh. you know. Sure. And so we went to that parade and I went dressed as Princess Leia. And because it was 1977, there was a Star Wars float. <gasps> and the Princess Leia on the Star Wars float had blonde short hair. What? And everyone in the audience or everyone in the sidelines who was looking at the float saw me and said, "Well, she should be on that float, not that high school girl." I mean, I don't know what they're thinking with that. And it was like until you felt like I, a real princess. Right. I had not felt so important in my entire life. So I'm like, I want this little beautiful baby who has the whole life and all this amazing stuff in front of her to feel like she's the most important fucking person in the galaxy far, far away. So, well, I I appreciate that. And she did. And she was beautiful. And she had this cute little, the costume came with this cute little felt hat that was like (laughs) these little funny hat, like buns on the side and because her head's so small and it's still very small, like she's 14 years old and she can actually wear toddler size hats. So, um, she literally was able to wear that for two years and she loved it and she felt special and she would wear it like around the house. And then she would get out like her lightsaber and she would like fight shit and she'd like run up and fight the dog and do all this stuff. Like, and the dog, our dog Bartlett was wonderful and he'd be like, okay, we can fight, whatever. It's <laughs> <laughs> like she'd whap him on the butt and he'd be like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> you and Princess Leia, the stormtrooper just died. <laughs> and he would, he would just like tip over. He'd be like, okay. <laughs> he was the best doggo. He really was the best doggo. <laughs> oh man. So Millie, I wanted you to feel a special as you deserve to feel. That's the point of that whole thing. She did feel special. She really did. Good, because Carrie Fisher is fucking baller. And she kept it going. Like, she kept it going for years. I can show you pictures where later on she was Luke Skywalker, and later on she was Yoda. And she made Barlet be Yoda one year, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if she wants to, I will find a way to make her a General Leia costume this year. She would love that. I bet you anything. I'll get to work on that because I can fucking do that shit. Yeah, you can. Yeah. So, So, okay. So, you Dr. Who'd us to death. (laughs) What's your next one? If I had to live somewhere next, like, where do you go next? Like, what's your next, like, safe space? Like, you have a weekend and you're like, I need to get away from everything and I want to spend my time with these people. Who are you going to go spend it with? Well, you kind of already stole that fucking thunder with Star Trek and not that I don't love Star Wars. Right. But it, because Jean-Luc Picard and General Leia are fucking tied for badass stuff. They're amazing, right? Yes. Jean-Luc Picard was kind 
And that was like the first person that I really saw on television who spent the time to try to see what somebody else's motivation might be. Like to look at them and say, I think that there might be something else at work here. So like he might be being a complete douchebag, but maybe there's something else. Maybe it's not a douchebag to him. Maybe there's something else there. Except for the whole shut up Wesley thing. Which I don't know. Will Wheaton wrote an entire essay about that. Yeah, no, that was a lot. There was a lot of shut up, Wesley. <laughs> I think in an in a pinch, though, just because I loved her so much, it probably would be Star Wars, just so I could be General Leia's, like, you know, butler. I'd be her bath butler to harken back you, to another <laughs> episode. What did you think about the new versions of everything? Like, there was, like, the Leia ones... And then there was the Amidala, and then there was the Ray. So each of the three trilogies had a strong woman. What did you think of Amidala? I kind of disregard Amidala in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because she's still like, oh, no, my man, he does not love like me as much as he likes the dark side of the forest. So I shall die of heartbreak now. You know, I'm so bad. Uh, yeah, I, I feel sorry for Natalie Portman. I know. I love Natalie Portman beyond all measure because she's badass. She is a badass, like, honestly, as a person. Yeah, but what the fuck, Amidala? That was just bullshit. I think Um, she was just presented with bad scripts. Yeah. And when you're like, when somebody says, you want to be in Star Wars, you're like, fuck, yes, I do. Oh, damn straight. And they give you a script and they're like, here's your part. And you're like, okay, I'll do whatever. And then they like, you're all, oh, (laughs) because <laughs> you think about it who are the two main people from the um late 90s early 2000s trilogy who escaped unscathed amadala not necessarily because of the whole oh no i shall die now oh so bad she wasn't so bad but her last movie who do you was think? who are you getting at samuel l jackson and christopher lee well, Samuel L. Jackson was dead, and Christopher Lee was also dead. Well, so I, I wouldn't call that unscathed. <laughs> well, no, but from an actor. Oh, from an action perspective. perspective. Okay. Okay. Because. Well, I think she kind of escaped unscathed. Like she gets, she gets some shit for it, but then she has gone on to do other amazing things since then. So, you know, yeah. it didn't really impact her that much. It's not like she's Hayden Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Poor. I Poor actually. Dude. Like he was so handsome. I know. I literally I've, dated a guy that looked just like him. New Zealand boy, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> handsome. I remember you talking about that and going, why the fuck did I not meet him in person? I you did saw- meet him in person. He came I to- didn't. He came. Oh, yeah, you didn't. Bitch. Well, you were married. You were married to. <sighs> you were married Maybe. to your douchebag and you weren't really allowed to talk to me or anything. Well, what do you think of Ray? I, I don't. I don't mind Ray because I she like Ray. I like Ray a lot. I, I, the whole, I must be someone important thing was a little off putting, but, um, it was that though. I didn't get that feeling. I just got the feeling that she just wanted to know who she was. And as a parent of an adopted child, I understand that. Okay. That makes sense. I am humbled. Um, <laughs> okay. Humble you. I will go sit in the corner now until you're ready for me again. Excuse me. All right. Well, let me talk just a little bit. I mentioned it before. How are you on Firefly? Oh, I fucking love it. And Washburn. I would have married Washburn in a heartbeat. Here's the thing I love the most about Firefly. I love the language of Firefly. Right? You've got this cadence in their language and the way they speak. And there's something about it that has... It just sort of, I don't know, it just hearkens to me and it speaks to me in this kind of almost primal way that it makes me, it like brings me in and it sort of embraces me in a way that I hadn't ever experienced before. So I, I encountered it first as Serenity. I watched it first as the movie. And I was like, this is amazing. What even is this? And then I found out it was a series, pinged onto the series, binge watched the shit out of that thing. And I was, like, devastated that it was one of those canceled series. And, of course, I know it's, like, 
one of the number one of the top 10 shows of canceled too soon and there's all of these like it has to come back you have to do it again and it was incredible but i have this huge love for everybody in that series oh how much did you love that inara was like this is my fucking life and this is what i chose and if you don't like it fuck you and the horse you rode in on yeah, and then when she was in Deadpool, I was like, good for you, Inara. I know, right? <laughs> so I still remember her from Stargate. When Same. She, uh, yeah. Same. Like, she's been in all kinds of stuff. Oh, I know. Marina Becker. Nathan Fillion is, like, as far as I'm concerned, he can do no wrong. Well, that's true. But also like, Alan Tudyk. Honestly, oh. my favorite quote in the whole world from... Firefly, and I actually used it as as my email signature line, is, we done the impossible, and that makes us mighty. Nice. I fucking love that quote. And I use it all the time because my team at work has been really faced with a lot of hardship and change and strife, and we've had to do all of these things in like a matter of Here's 30 seconds. Better get all your shit done. You're going to do this job now. And like two minutes later, we find out, oh, no, no, no. You're going to do this other job. And like two days later, we're like, we're going to do this other job now. And my team just like, okay, doke, we'll just do it. And I'm like, you guys are amazing. And I feel like I'm the captain of the serenity in some times. You know, I really do. So everything about it just really speaks to me and resonates with me. And I just love, I love the language and I love the cadence of their speech. And I love the concept of it. And I love the, just everything about it. I love the virtue of that series. I love the way that they approach, look, motherfuckers, (laughs) this fucking sucks. Our life sucks, but y'all did something bad, and we're going to tell fucking everybody. And I love the idea of finding out that your government or whoever has done something bad and finding a way to just fucking broadcast it to the world and be like, hey, guess what? Look, this is all the bad shit they did, and I know we're going to get in trouble for this, and they're going to come for us, but guess what? You need to know this shit. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Love that series. Firefly is the shit. No holds barred. Firefly is awesome. Oh, fuck yes it is. And I'm still heartbroken over Wash. And to the the, um, extent that we were just watching, um, oh, what the fuck was it? We were just watching something the other day and we saw... um, Gina Torres in it. Mm-hmm. And I, even then, I can't remember what even the fuck we were watching, but Gina Torres is in it. And I'm like, oh man. I'm like, oh, Poor baby. Washburn. Poor Zoe. I know. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, it still affects me to this. Every time day. I see Summer Glow, I'm like, oh, it's River Tam. Look, you guys, it's River. <laughs> I don't. So am I the only person, okay, the guy who played Simon in Firefly, am I the only person who keeps thinking that Wes Bentley did that, even though it totally wasn't? No, it's like Ron Glass. No, that's not his name. Ron Glass is the other guy. Uh, Um, Yeah, in my my head, it always goes back to uh, Wes Bentley, and I'm like, and I know it's not Wes Bentley. Sean Maher was Thank you. Yeah, poor guy. Her, I feel bad for him. Yeah, oh. he looks like Wes Bentley, I guess. He'd, yeah. But, but no, it's Sean Maher. Maher. M-A-H-E-R. Just so you know, by the way, if Alan Tudyk ever comes on our show, I'm we sorry. We should be like, hey, Alan Tudyk, you want to come on our show? I know. You'll have to sedate me first, though, or I will fucking fangirl all over the fuck him. I think he's only ever been. I think this guy, I think... Sean Maher's only ever been on this. Really? Like since Serenity? I don't think he's done anything. I'm looking. Well. He did some Batman stuff. (laughs) Whereas Alan Tudyk has done all kinds of awesome shit. done all kinds of stuff. I loved him in Star Wars. Hello, Rogue One. I know, He was the funniest robot ever. 
You know what I think is the funniest voice work he's ever done? What? The chicken in Moana. Mm. It was all right. You know what? I I honestly think the funniest thing he's ever done was four weddings, or not four weddings and a funeral. What was it called? Death at a funeral. Ah. When he's like naked out on the roof and he's totally tripping balls. Oh my God. (laughs) He's oh. so funny in that. And I, I love him so much. I guess I should. Yeah, we should uh, get Alan Tudyk. <laughs> we should get Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion to come on the show. I'm sure that could totally happen. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I do want to clarify that I don't think it's the funniest work Alan Tudyk has ever done. I think it's just the funniest thing. Voice work. The funniest voice work. So I'm like, you're yeah. a fucking chicken? I love you. He was on a TV series with Vanessa Hudgens for a while, by the way. That's He was. And I was so sad that it got canceled because it was fucking amazing. I'm trying to look at, I'm on IMDb right now trying He's to find it. He's pretty sexy. Name. You could marry him and I'd be okay with it. Like you could totally divorce Spleen and I'd be cool with you marrying him. Quite frankly, I think Spleen would be like, dude, you know, I get it. So, I mean, if you like, you should totally do that. <laughs> I know. Like, I understand. Um, oh, if my I God. Could be the he lives boy. here. What's that? He went to Plano High School. He was raised in Plano, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas. It's like 15 miles away. Fucking really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Why did you think he was British? Why did you, th- why did you think he was British? I don't know. I just did. What? Oh, Powerless was the name of the TV show he was in with with uh, Vanessa Hudgens. And it was fucking hilarious. And it only lasted one season, which is very sad. Okay. It's, okay so I'm sorry. We I'm have to move on off. from Firefly because we both agree that Firefly is completely awesome. If you all haven't watched it, watch Serenity first because it's sort of like a summary of all of Firefly. It's like the whole Firefly and like one thing. And then you can go back and watch the series, which like expands Serenity. It's like Serenity is like the nutshell and then Firefly expands it all. I have to disagree. Really? I would watch Serenity first because otherwise Firefly will fucking break your heart into a million fucking pieces. Well, and that's why I'm always... (laughs) <laughs> fuck you and the horse you rode in on thank right. you very much okay well, i am right about this because firefly you'll totally get broken but then the nice thing is then when you go back to serenity everything's better i do not agree oh, i it's think better you gotta no, watch no, no. timeline Stop. Completest. Timeline's fine. But here's the thing. What you watch Firefly, your heart's broken, but then you go back and you're like, oh, it's all better. Everybody's okay. All right. I know, but it's not I intellectually for you. honest. Shh. <laughs> I have an important question. Yes, ma'am. Marvel yes. or DC? Don't make me fucking choose. Ooh, look what I did. Oh, now you have hit the part where I have no good answer because I can't because I grew up on both of them and I'm in love with both of them. And movie series, comic books, I can't choose. Flat out, I cannot fucking choose. Movie series, I'll agree Marvel with the exception of the Wonder Woman movies because, and granted, I haven't seen the second one, but the first one is fucking amazing. The first one was incredible. First of all, I got it. Gadot. Gal Gadot. I think it's Gadot. She says there's last. She says the T. Gadot. Gal Gadot. I don't know. Whatever. How does Gal Gadot pronounce (laughs) her name? Oh, that's a Google search. Uh, Oh, she was in Fast and Furious. I did not know that. That's where she got her start. Oh, the T is not not silent. Gal Gadot, I think. Gadot. Gal Gadot. She's fucking amazing. She's incredible and beautiful and so strong. And I loved the Wonder Woman movie. Mm. I agree with you. I would probably go Marvel versus DC, except the Wonder Woman movies, just because Marvel seems to have a little bit more humor in it. Yeah. I dig the humor. And while I like Zack Snyder in some respects, because he did. I don't know who that is. He's the guy who directed um, The 500. Uh, with Gerard Butler and Lita, Lena Headey. Nope. Oh, wow. Is well, that a Marvel movie? 
No, but it's the whole reason. Why are you talking about that? Because it was based on a graphic novel, and I think it's probably, um, I can't remember. If it's not Marvel or DC, why are you even talking about it? Because he directed the the initial, uh, a lot of the, he was working on Justice League before things went tits up for him, and he had to step out. Tits up is fun. I know, it's a great. It's a good word. I know, right? It's a great British expression I picked up from John the Brit. I do like tits up. I say yes. that sometimes. Awesome. But Zack Snyder, he, um, you know, 500 about the Spartans, and he directed Man of Steel. Um, and he also was. Is that the one where Brandon, what's his name, got shot in his eyeball? No, that was Brett Ratner. Oh, that was yucky. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that movie, but not because of Brett Ratner, because he's problematic. I didn't see it because of eyeball things. Yeah, it was it was actually not a half bad yeah. movie. The whole trailer was like the whole thing. The whole entire trailer was like, what's his name getting shot in his eyeball? The whole movie wasn't, though. And um, Parker Posey was in it. And she was pretty amazing. Mm, I do like Parker Posey because of Christopher Guest. But getting shot <laughs> in your eyeballs, yucky. Oh, my gosh. And the uh, best in show, Parker Posey, Christopher Guest. But I digress. So, Best in Show is not part of this conversation. Not even remotely, but but I don't give two shits. At some point, we should have a Christopher Guest episode. We just got all of our favorite, like, all of those Christopher Guest movies where they're, like, all the same people and all that shit. We should totally Uh, do that. As long as I can tangentially throw in Princess Bride and Humperdinck. I think Uh, not Humperdinck. It's a Christopher Guest movie. That was Chris Well, The Six-Fingered Man, Count It was Rogan. The Six-Fingered Man, but, like, Princess Bride totally counts. Thank you. We should do it. Because a- Christopher Guest. Yeah. Right. Princess Bride episode, because it defines her fucking generation. Princess Bride was amazing. I don't know if we could do a whole episode about it. That's a lot. Oh, have you oh, not We could do me? movies that define our generation. I like that. Okay. Yes. Anyway. You've Write gotten, it down. gotten an insight into us. Okay. You said define a generation. I agree. Oh. I'm a little more Marvel versus DC. They've been much more successful. What did movies. you think about the Captain Marvel movie? I fucking loved it because the 90s were my prime. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it too. But I wasn't a super fan of how Brie Larson acted like in her in her Carol parts. She was just sort of like it was very meh to me because to me she came off as a total military person trying to have a little bit of the sly thing but trying to repress it too because she was military Hmm. and maybe that comes from my great uncle fred (laughs) that you were around a lot well, I wasn't random a lot, but it's a random enough. He was he fought in World War Two. He was actually on. He was actually in the norm, um, the invasion of Normandy, um, and he was the only person in his unit who survived it. Okay, but his whole description of it was, eh, you know, I was fine. Well, even though he like lost the use of the right side of his body, his description of it was, eh, I was fine. <laughs> Well, having lived with somebody in the military who had to go through a lot of things, mm. um, I just felt like her normal person part of it was flat. I liked the superhero part, but the normal okay. person part was flat. I, I like when she joined the Avengers. I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, there was I a lot the- about it that I enjoyed. But and I and I did like the movie. I'm not gonna say I didn't. I totally I've watched it like three or four times and I think we bought it. I'm pretty sure. Well but overall there were parts about her portrayal that I thought could use some tweaking. And I will say in retrospect, since my great uncle Fred was in World War Two and the person you're referring to was more Gulf War era. Yeah. I see that distinction completely. Yeah. And I accept it. Um, (laughs) Gracias. No problem. That said, um, I forgot where the fuck I was going with that. But um, 
I have no idea because you were just like riffing. Yeah, I was riffing. I don't know where the hell I was going with that. I've, but um, I but no, I, like, I could totally see because our generation is different about how we they are. I deal with that kind of thing. It was a very flat portrayal in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. I thought that it could have been a little bit more. I don't necessarily think energetic is the right way to say it. Like it couldn't, didn't have to be energetic, but it could have just been a little bit more um, enthusiastic, maybe. Well, it's almost like she was studying World War II and Korean War veterans more than she was studying Gulf War veterans. Yeah, and I really yeah. like. I really like that they made her made it a chick and I really like that she's like the complete badass that can completely destroy all of this shit like Ronan yes "Ah, fucking destroy him because in the Guardians of the Galaxy he's such a badass and like she's all hello pew 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 sorry I destroyed all your ships bye do you find it confusing by the way that there is Ronan from the Guardians of the Galaxy and wasn't um, Hawkeye's reconfigured persona in Endgame, also technically named Ronan, if I remember correctly. I don't think it was named Ronan. Okay, but I Ronan need- from Guardians. Of the- I don't think he had another name, but Ronan from Guardians of the Galaxy and this new guy in Marvel or in uh, Captain Marvel, I was surprised by. Like, it took me a minute to, like, clue into, like, hey, that's that people from the other show. It took me a minute to get that. And then once I did, I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. Since based on a prior episode's title, I am bitter and pedantic, I would like to um, note that Hawkeye did transform into Ronin with an I, R-O-N-I-N, R O N A N. And so you know, T just texted me because he's a baller and said, Yes, Hawkeye went by Ronan. Thank you. I am correct. <laughs> he's so smart. He knows all kinds of things. I know. He's as geeky as I am. And the fact that you love geeky people is why we get along so very fucking well. I totally agree. It's <laughs> part of the reason I love both of you. I love you too. You're marvelous. No pun intended. <laughs> Marvel is oh what? I'm All right. Amazing. Well, I mean, I know I've said before how much I like movies where shit blows up. <laughs> Yes, indeed. And, like, literally, one of the things about Star Trek is, like, not enough shit blew up. (laughs) (laughs) Even when Q is around, it still didn't. In Firefly, there was a lot of stuff that blew up. In Star Wars, there was a lot of shit that blew up. In Star Trek, not enough stuff blew up. (laughs) But honestly, when it comes down to it, as long as stuff blows up, I'm literally fine with whatever. (laughs) <laughs> really and truly. Whereas I say, if it's dorky as shit, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Because that's just how deep into the dork forest I fucking am. <laughs> Absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely true. You are absolutely 100% like the dork forest. Like I have to take a flashlight to find you. (laughs) (laughs) Or I could, I could get a torch. I could find you with a torch. Like (laughs) a torch. I love you. You British light it on fire. And I'd like walk through the forest and be like, where are you, Gina? I'm looking for you. (laughs) Anyway. So yeah, it's, I mean, literally, pretty much who's ever met you personally, maybe not professionally, but in the real world, anybody who's met you knows that, like, in the dark forest, you are the queen. Oh, fuck yes. I'm Galadriel in the dark forest. Thank oh my you. God, you pulled it out. Thank you. Well, you pulled I out the fantasy. Oh, I pulled it out from my forehead. I know. 
Like Cause you've got the star. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk can. about that on another episode. <laughs> anyway, as you probably know, the drinks we drink can be found at alwaysneverwrite.com. If you have something you'd like us to talk about, tell us by hitting the contact us page, ping us on Facebook, and we'll do all we can to discuss your topic. We'd love to hear about it. And your friends who listen to us can do the same. Find us wherever you get your fucking digital media. God damn it. Yes. (laughs) This has been a welcome to the future episode of Always. Never. Right. I'm Jill. And I'm Gina. And once again, thank you so much for making us a part of your week. And we'll talk more next week, my dolls. And thank you so much for joining us on the PodFix Network. Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guilty as sin assholes.